It's Mark Reardon for C-Speak, the language of executives, sponsored by PNC Bank. We're talking about taxes today with Michael Scully, regional president of PNC Bank, and Marty Dore, partner in charge of taxation department, Brown Smith Wallace, LLC. Marty, there's a lot of confusion about tax reform right now. Can you give us an overview? Even some of the best technical summaries that we've seen are over 100 pages long. So the, the, the overview is a little dangerous, but it's easy to say that the corporate rate is down. We've reduced the corporate rate from 35% to 21% uh, across the board. Individual rates are also down. Almost every individual will see some reduction in their rate. Many deductions are eliminated, most notably the entertainment deduction for business, which is pretty controversial. We have a new pass-through benefit, a 20% deduction on pass-through companies. There's big international changes. We've doubled the estate tax exemption. AMT has been eliminated and really much more. So are all these tax changes effective for 2018? Most of them are effective for 2018. There's some significant international changes that are effective already in 17. But most of the other items that would affect uh, most of our individuals and the small business owners, middle market owners, are effective for 2018. The payroll withholding has already started, meaning the new rates have kicked in and some of our listeners or most of our listeners should have seen a reduction in their withholding by now. And the next big uh, sort of day of reckoning is the first quarter estimate that will be due for most of the self-employed people and business owners. We will be taking a close look and probably running the 2017 uh, results against the 2018 rates to see if these people have a reduction in their first quarter estimate, and most likely just to give everybody a a good bearing on where they're going to be with all the changes in this new law. So I'm wondering if any of the tax reforms affect 2017. In other words, is there an opportunity to go back to 2017 and adjust your taxes? There is. You know, with the reduction in rates from 17 to 18, that always gives an opportunity to have a mad dash to start lumping deductions into 2017. Now that the calendar has flipped over to 18, a lot of that has passed. But there is still one great opportunity, and that's to make an accounting method change on your 17 return. This is mostly for business owners and for those uh, businesses that have bought or built a building in the last five to 10 years, but didn't pay very close attention to whether or not there was personal property in that building. And if there was personal property in that building, which an engineer can determine, uh, we can, on the 17 return, catch up adjustments uh, because the personal property has a shorter lives for tax purposes. So we can bunch up some deductions in 17 just by making that change and by doing that cost segregation study. Now is a perfect time to do it and take advantage of the 2017 rates. With corporate rates down, is it a good idea to move your LLC or S-Corp business into a C-Corp? Well, it is a good idea to look at it. There's, I would say, be very careful with this. Since the C-Corp rate is now substantially below the individual rate, let's call it 21% versus 37%, so maybe a 16% reduction or 16 percentage point reduction, there's a certainly a, a motivation to change to a C-Corp. However, we can't overlook the second major tax that involves C-Corps, and that's getting your money out. When you get your money out, whether you pay a dividend or whether you sell the company, you're going to pay a second tax. That second tax is going to be 20% or maybe 23%, and we need to consider that now you have two taxes rather than one tax. And you need to consider both, and you need to carefully compare both of those taxes when you make this decision. 
Marty, the tax reform has entertainment deductions going away for business. Does this include your typical business meals? Megan, it's a very good question, and there's a lot of controversy over that. There's been already, uh, just in the last couple of months, articles giving both sides of that answer. We know that entertainment per se, so ball games and golf games, are considered entertainment and are certainly now not deductible. But on the business meal side, the question comes up whether that is also entertainment. I think most people would say, and I would certainly advise that if you're having a meal at the ballpark or you're having a meal after the ninth hole at the country club, those meals are considered part of the entertainment of the day. But if you had a classically called the quiet business meal with your customer or supplier, a lot of people would suggest that that is not entertainment. And I think the best advice right now is to make sure you're keeping close records on Uh, what the purpose of your meals and entertainment is. Keep your uh, books and records and and the receipts for those things and stay closely tuned to this issue because there's going to be some guidance coming out on this. So there was a rush by some people to prepay income and real estate taxes in late 2017. Was that a good idea? Well, that sort of depends. There was a rush because in 2018, there's now a limit of $10,000 for how much you can deduct on income taxes plus property taxes. That includes real estate and personal property. So that 10000 will come into play for a lot of taxpayers. So this rush to pay everything they could in 17 was uh, well-intentioned. On the other hand, the IRS has come out and made it very clear uh, that you can only deduct things in 2017 that you actually owed. So simply sending a, a check into the government in, in advance uh, doesn't quite satisfy that test. On the other hand, there's been many counties that have sent out notices to their uh, constituents, to their residents, saying, if you'd like to pay your taxes now, uh, here's how you do that. And if you actually were paying 2017 taxes, you probably have a pretty good chance of deducting that in 2017. If you were paying 2018 taxes in advance, that probably doesn't count. So, Marty, lots of charities have talked about what's going to happen to their contributions because of this tax reform. Uh, What's behind this concern? Well, What's behind that, Mike, is the fact that now the standard deduction has gone up for, let's say, married filing joint. It's gone up to $24,000. So when you consider that the taxes are capped at 10000 if you have a couple that has already paid off their mortgage, there really isn't anything left except charitable to deduct on your itemized statement to get up to that $24,000 amount. So some people are sort of viewing this, rightfully so, that the first 14000 of charitable contributions are effectively wasted. They were going to get that anyway with the standard deduction. One of the techniques would be to call your favorite banker, probably PNC, and see if you could set up a donor advice fund where you can put in maybe two or three or four years worth of charitable contributions. You can deduct all of them so you can lump all of them together and then pay them out over two or three or four years and then take the standard deduction in those other years. That's a very uh, common, non-controversial technique. The other thing that people are now paying more attention to is the ability to pay out of your IRA when you're in the age uh, where you have to have minimum distributions, you take those minimum distributions and send them to the charity, that's as good as a deduction because you're not picking up the income from the IRA. So that's been around for a long time, but it's really more important now with the with this uh, higher standard deduction. Thanks for coming in today, Marty. For more C-Speak content, go to kmox.com news. C-Speak, sponsored by PNC Bank.